0: Today is february 5th you are listening to the landy lodge and we have a very appropriate guest given what's been going on in the world but but before we even think about getting into that we have to thank all the people who make this episode possible those people are the sages of the lodge and i'm gonna read them off to you right now motherfuckers thank you alex Pamal! Thank you, David Freeze, Joseph Kennedy, Chris Perkowski, Maria Palmieri, my parents, Julie Rossman, Charlotte Astry, Dan Muller, Shane Thomas Driscoll, who just dropped a new single, by the way. Please check it out. Andrew Clay, Roger Kemp, and today's guest. Today's guest is one of the Sages of the Lodge, and it is none other than my good friend, Scott Castellano. Scott, what's up?
1: Oh, I could talk now? You can talk okay, now. Okay, good. I You're was, good. Tra- I was <laughs> trying to be polite. I didn't, I didn't know when this was going to end.
0: Well, it is proper podcast etiquette to wait for your introduction. Oh, and
1: of course. I always want to be proper. Good for Shane. He finally dropped the single.
0: Yeah, it's funny, because right. on his podcast, he acted like it was so far away, Yeah, and then like three days later, he's like, yeah, I just dropped this. Well, I was like, you know, fuck, you know, three days, this is a long time for some people, I don't yeah. know. I mean, Christ rose in three days, so can anything admit. can happen, right? Well, well, you went there, okay. I definitely it's went inter- there. Interesting we're, start. We're, we're gonna go motherfucking <laughs> deep, bitches. Dude. Please enjoy this intro by Akira the Don featuring Alan Watts, and then we will be off with episode 58, Scott
2: Castellano. or something you've forgotten see everybody's forgotten something you left it out just missed it see, see and so i can bring this out what you've forgotten if i ask you who are you Will you say i'm paul jones or whatever your name happens to be i say oh no no, no don't give me that stuff who are you really who are you
0: And we're rolling, Scott. What's up, man?
1: What's going on, man? Oh, you know, the usual shit's hitting the fan in every freaking
0: sport in the world. So it's it's a great time. And you guys have been <laughs> on fire. The dot com. You yes. guys have been killing it lately.
1: Yeah. it's been it's been a hell of a I'd say maybe like three weeks ever since Eli retired from the Giants and and the NFL. Um, we've really been we've been on a roll. I I don't know what really happened between like me and Pat but like we just are in sync and like we're just really getting going. You guys on have been everything
0: pumping out crazy content. And like you said, I mean the sports world is just been up in flames yeah. over the last three weeks. We have a lot to talk about. We only have an hour, so we're probably not going to get to all of it. Probably will barely scratch the surface, but I'd love to talk about Eli's retirement. I'd love to talk about this past Super Bowl. I, I'd love to talk a little bit about Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. I We definitely got to talk about the Mets. There's no <laughs> avoiding it. And we definitely got to talk about this incoming baseball season. Did yeah. I miss something? Is there anything I'm missing? I mean, I know there's plenty of other you're shit. You're not an
1: NBA guy with the NBA trade line. NBA trade that lines tomorrow, Thursday at 3 o'clock. Well, the Knicks just fired the car. Co- fired uh, yeah. Steve Mills, president of basketball operations, two days before the trade deadline. Really <laughs> staying on brand with the New York sports nowadays of being a complete dumpster fire besides the Yankees, <laughs> Islanders, Rangers, and the New York
0: Guardians, our XFL team. And you know something? Uh, XFL, we got to talk about the XFL too. It's just a tidal wave of shit. That we need to talk about. But you know what breaks my heart, Scott? And I guess we'll start here because I want to yep. get the rough shit out of the way. When you were talking about stable New York franchises, it looked like for a minute, maybe if we wind the clocks back to November, December, yeah, it looked like for a minute, the Mets might be getting there. They might be stabilizing. Good young talent. Not a bad season. A great second half. Got the manager they wanted. Everything was looking just fine. And then what happened, Nick? Well, please tell me what happened. Well, in the most most Mets way possible, the Houston Astros got caught in that cheating scandal in the World Series. And again, in the most Mets way possible, it found its way tied to the New York Mets because Carlos Beltran, who was our then manager, was on the Astros team that did cheat. And then we had to let him go, what? A month, month and a half before spring training? Before pitches and catches report? Maybe even less. Maybe even less. Maybe even fucking less. And the worst part about that is I was so excited. I wanted to see Carlos Beltran fulfill the redemption arc. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, every, every Mets fan's last memory of him is that Wainwright strikeout. Yeah. And, like, if you talk to Mets fans, they'll tell you. They know he's better than that moment. But at the end of the day, this is New York. That was his moment, and that's what we're going to remember. This was his chance to change that. And then it all fell apart before he ever got a shot in the most Mets way possible.
1: Right. I mean, but, like, the thing is, like, did you really have to let him go? I mean, like, you're I'm I'm a Yankee fan, so you're the Mets fan here. But, like, did you really think the Mets had to do it?
0: Okay, I'm going to preface. I'm glad. Good question. I'm going to preface this. Carlos Beltran is a top three favorite Mets all time for me. Okay. Top three. That's fair. I
1: love him. That's fair. I'm assuming Piazza and Writer one two. Yes. In, in whatever order. Exactly. Thing.
0: Those three can shuffle around in any order they wish. <laughs> um, But. But. <sighs> Did they have to do it? No. They could have stomached this and stood by their man. But. This is New York, Scott. Mm-hmm. And the New York media are ruthless sharks who will eat scraps at the bottom of the barrel
1: yeah i mean i no matter
0: i'm sorry to interrupt but just to close out my thought no matter what the mets did with beltron they could have won three world series in a row no matter what they did it was going to be tainted by that astro scandal there was just no avoiding it
1: yeah i would i would agree with you i I don't think they really like had to like they could have they could have worked around it i think like baseball kind of like Told them like you gotta do something because they didn't have to mention Beltron in their report and they did and they did that for a reason and I think a large part of it was to put pressure on the Mets like hey we can't get to him but you it's on you now to get to do something to him and I think like you know if that if that's all true obviously that's all you know my opinion if that's all true then you can't really blame the Mets for doing it. Um, I think from what I've seen on Twitter, like when they hired their new guy Rojas, um, you know, players seem to be on board with it, which is awesome. Um, you know, he was like their their analytical guy, which is he's been in the organization. Which is what baseball's going to anyway. And he's he has managed before. He doesn't have big league managing experience, but he has managed before. Um so I mean and there were reports that he was the guy all along the Mets wanted to hire, but they felt they had to bring in a name to make the fans happy. To make a splash. Which is really just brings us back to their new debacle of ownership just always finding a way to, to get in the way.
0: One last things. thing before we get to ownership, because I definitely want to dive into that. But I got to give Beltron his due here. The only reason he was named in that report was because he's no longer protected by the MLBPA. He was a player on that Astros team, not a coach. None mm-hmm. of the players got named in that report. Because right. all those players are still active. Right. Beltron was a retired player, and so he got the short end of the stick. And like you said, baseball put it on the Mets to do something. Because yeah. baseball knew they weren't going to deal out a harsh punishment for this team, for the that team being the Astros. So they put it on both the Red Sox and the Mets to fire their managers to further... Put a dent in it. Yeah. And the Red Sox and Mets followed suit. But now let's
1: talk about ownership. Well, no, Nick, they didn't. They agreed to part ways because obviously that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. (laughs) A guy
0: would just want to walk out of a $4 million (laughs) job. Uh, But let's talk about the ownership. So Mets fans were graced with the news we've been waiting for since we were kids. Um, The Wilpons had finally decided to give up their majority ownership and sell it to Steve Cohen. Yeah. So his name sell to Steve yep. Cohen, who would become the majority holder in five years. Yep. And that was like holiday. Like that was the light at the end of the tunnel. That was, hey, this whole Beltron thing sucks. But you know what? We got the ultimate wish. The will ponds are going away. But now now, apparently what what's the word that's been used? Um, it's on thin ice? It's on. it's on um, life, support. life support. Life support, yeah. The deal is on Which life Which is
1: so support. much better than than thin ice. I mean, bravo. To whoever put that headline out. Like, that's amazing. Life support's great. It,
0: it stuck. It obviously stuck. But what's going on, man? W- what's going on with this? Well, I, 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 mean, I couldn't even bring myself to really look into it, if I'm being honest. Unfortunately,
1: I mean, even if you wanted to look into it, you're not going to see a whole lot. Because they're all covered by the confidentiality agreement. That's right. So not a whole lot is getting leaked out. I mean, as of now, we what we're told is the Wilpons had, like, last-minute demands or whatever. And it's really kind of pissing steve Cohen off so right away you think he's an emotional guy but like he also has billions of dollars on the line here that he's just willing to give them to get the fuck out of the way um so you could understand it's like a it's a high stakes game of chicken really it's like you know who's gonna (laughs) blink first um but i think it, it brings me to my point of like i say this all the time like how hard is it to be an owner like all you gotta do is you gotta hire the right people and then you Go sit in your mansion, and you let them do their thing, and you
0: cut the checks. Like, why are you trying to get in the way? I of guess. <laughs> I guess all I'd say is that there are different types of owners, right? Because you know, you could be that owner. You could be the owner, who's like, hey, I own this team. Yeah. Therefore, I'm gonna surround myself with the right people who know what they're doing and let them run the ball club.
1: Right, but they don't
0: do that. But they don't do that. <laughs> they they. It's you. Sometimes you have a Jerry Jones owner who wants to be in the action. Which works to an extent.
1: It depends on
0: the owner. I feel like it's an individual basis. Like, look at Mark Cuban, right? Yeah. The way he handles the Mavericks. He's into it, obviously. Yeah. But, and, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but Dallas fans don't seem to complain about him all that much. No. At least not in the way that Mets fans complain about the Wilpons.
1: He's a generally liked owner among the fan base, and he's a one of the more influential owners in the NBA. So, exactly. with the influence comes, you know, you love him or hate him.
0: But for the most part, he's a generally white owner. Exactly. So, I, you know, it's on an individual basis. But you're right in the sense, like, hey, if you're the Pons, it's like, let the team run itself. Yeah. Hire the people you think are best for the job and let the team run itself. But it's been a nightmare. They want it to be Dodger Stadium. They, they, they just seem apathetic. They just seem like they don't care as owners. And, and They're corrupt. They were in the Madoff pyramid scheme, which cost our team a bunch of money. Yep. Why the MLB didn't step in after that, I'll never know. <laughs> um. But anyway, it's it's just a fucking mess. And I just want someone else to own this team. At the end of the day, but at the end of the day, the Wilpons aren't the ones playing ball. No. They might be influencing who is on the field playing ball. And that probably gets in the way a lot. But at the end of the day, they're not the ones playing ball. And the Mets have had several opportunities in my lifetime to win a championship. So I can't put all of this on the Will Pons. Whether we're looking at like the 2006 era Mets or those 2015 era Mets or the year 2000 Mets, 99 Mets, the Mets have had several opportunities to bring a championship home with the Will Pons as owners. So it's like they're not a complete, they're not a stage four terminal cancer. They're more like stage one that we can keep it at bay, like Magic Johnson's AIDS. Right, and (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you want to talk NBA, (laughs) right?
1: But like, they're also a good team. Yeah, like they. I mean, the NL East is of, I mean, a loaded division. It's a shuffling board too, but like, you you have a real opportunity with this roster to to make noise, which is, I guess, like. Possibly part of Steve Cohen's gripe is like, why do I gotta wait five years? Like five years, I don't know who the hell's gonna be on this team. Like, where's the <laughs> Grom gonna be? Where like is Alonzo still gonna be good, or is he a flash in the pan? Like, who like, who knows what? Or maybe this, maybe what he is. doesn't
0: even trust the Wilpons to get an Alonzo signing done. Right, or shit like that. He's like, hey, I want control of this team now. I know who we should keep, who we should let go. Right, or maybe he doesn't even trust Brody. Maybe he doesn't exactly. That's that could like, be it
1: too. I was like, why, I gotta pay you billions of dollars. And I'm just gonna sit here and wait. Like. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> you could fuck it all up, and then I'm left with you know five years with nothing.
0: That's so true. They could torch it all down, right? Before but, Cohen gets. And it. why
1: wouldn't you? Like if if you knew, like it would only you,
0: help your legacy, right? Because the Wilpons have always said they want
1: to they want to show the fans that they could have brought a championship. So you don't think these five years are gonna be full tilt? Like we're winning now, not our money. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> like it's gonna, he could be buying a disaster. Yo, Scott, you're so right. This is why it's... this is why you don't wait five years when billions are on the line. Like you, this this doesn't happen. Like I don't know how you thought this would possibly work. I don't know. And ho- Scott, hopefully, I... hopefully for your sake, and I have a ton of friends who are Mets fans. Like hopefully for their sakes, it all works out. Steve Cohen comes in. The Mets are good. The Mets are good for a while. They spend money, you know, yada yada yada. But it ain't
0: looking good, buddy. It ain't. It's just good. not looking good. Look, I, 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 look. It's like when the Beltron news broke. I just immediately went to. I'm just gonna assume he's gone. And if yep. he's not gone, it's a bonus. I'm just gonna assume this deal is dead. And if it's yeah. not dead, I'll take it as a bonus. But I'm assume I've been a Mets fan long enough. I'm assuming this deal is just fucking dead. And you kind of like back of your mind
1: kind of thought that from the start no I didn't no I didn't really? no, no, right. no 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 All no. Right. my optimism I my feel optimism like some, got the best of me I feel like some Mets fans kind of always <laughs> had this in the back of their mind that this was definitely a possibility just cause like you said it's the Mets it's the Mets and I, and I don't mean that as like oh I'm a Yankee fan like fuck you Mets fans but like it just kind of happened like it finds you it finds the
0: Knicks finds the Jets you it's
1: know, a nightmare shit just fucking happens it's a nightmare
0: <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare but look at the end of the day this 2020 Mets roster looks good. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to look at. Looks at the end of the good. day, fuck five years down the line. Tomorrow looks good. Yeah. So, I'm excited for that. I want to come back to baseball, but I want to spend some time away from it before we come back. Yeah, okay. Um, let's talk about the XFL. <laughs> All
1: right, I don't know how good a conversation this will be, guys. But I don't know how long it will be tight. <laughs> I don't
0: know how long a conversation it's going to be either. But I have
1: to cut this in
0: post. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the debut is Sunday, right? Or is it next Sunday?
1: So it's Sa- they play, from what I see, it's they play on Saturday and Sunday. The New York Guardians' first game is Sunday at 2 o'clock. This Sunday? This Sunday at 2 o'clock.
0: Who are they facing?
1: Uh, I want to say Tampa Bay, but like I'm not even... I'll look it up. If I say they're playing the Tampa Bay Vipers, there's like a 10% chance that that's correct.
0: New York Guardians! And I that's can't That's not how today. you spell it. Is not
1: how you spell guardians. dude they're jerk I was looking up gear online and their shirts are pretty freaking sick like that that logo that the uh your audience can't see right now is pretty <laughs> is pretty cool on a t-shirt I mean it's cool I just
0: feel like they should have just been called the gargoyles well it's like they, they look like gargoyles that little intro they gave them all right here we go
1: right but like the the premise is like they they guard the city fair enough. they're gargoyles or, you know. go- you're no, right no. Tampa Bay Vipers oh wow look at that even a blind squirrel finds a nuts. February ninth, <laughs> two o'clock. Boom. Let's go.
0: All right. I mean, yeah, I get it. They're the gargoyles who guard the city. I just want them to be called gargoyles.
1: I mean, I found out our quarterback is uh what's his first name? Uh his last name is McGoyne. Was it? Uh Matt McGoin? He was on uh he was on the Raiders and uh, it's uh M C G L O I N.
0: McLoyne? Oh, Jesus Christ, that's there's, obnoxious. There's no A
2: there's no a. but
1: yeah this is him you're looking at him right now he played on the raiders he went to penn state uh i think he also played on the buccaneers like he was he was around for like a pretty uh he's
0: pretty, pretty
1: serviceable amount of time in the nfl well he's not that
0: young oh god i just realized how old i am but, but yeah <laughs> but so yeah, he's like, 30 he's 30 31 but it
1: gives me some hope that like at least i know like the quarterback like, yeah, he's I, I not some
0: schmuck from out of nowhere.
1: Although, honestly, well, yeah, because, like, if it was some schmuck out of nowhere and he's, like, better than Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones, like, that'd be pretty embarrassing, right? Well, how do you think, <laughs> how do you, that would be, that'd be fucking terrible. But that'd be, like, that'd be on brand for the Jets, so it's fine.
0: Do you think, do you think all of New York is going to unite under this? No. I, no? No. You don't, don't have, yeah, as so. I was gonna say, what are the optics on the XFL for you? Do you see this working out?
1: I think it's going to work out if they're allowed the patience for it to work out. Um, you know, give like, whether it's from, I guess from the TV contracts, like if they're able, if they're able to draw any fans, which I'm, I'm sure they will. Cause it's still football. Um, and America, like, I mean, we live on football, but I mean, it's never, I don't think it's ever going to be the NFL, but Either I think it'll th- be,
0: I think it'll have its own niche market though.
1: I I think it'll have a niche market. I think it'll have a pretty stable market in time. It's just like. Is it gonna is it gonna be able to have that time? Is it gonna make the revenue to afford the XFL to keep, you know, going at a, I mean, a relatively slow pace? It's not gonna I, it's not gonna blow up overnight.
0: It's really gonna come down to well, does Vince McMahon want to put up with it? Right. At the end of the day, it's at his whim.
1: It's almost like is it gonna be like curling where we get excited for you know every four years, or is it gonna be you know a staple season where? This is like you watch the NFL, then you're right to XFL and baseball and NBA and NHL. It also competes with a lot.
0: Yeah, no, because baseball's coming in. There's the NBA playoffs. and NHL playoffs.
1: NHL playoffs. I mean, there's tons of shit. uh, It competes with a lot, which is something. I mean, the NFL competes with the NBA and NHL
0: regular season. And yeah, also, but MLB if they're, post-season, if but they're it's playing not, Saturday nights, that's going to compete with the UFC. Yeah, that can that'll eventually compete with college football. Won't they bring an overlap with college? And well, I don't know how sports long sports.
1: the season's going. Yeah, that's true. Um, but also but even com- just college sports in it'll general, it'll also compete with March Madness. That, that's that's kind of what I was getting at. So I mean, I hope I hope <laughs> it works out. I hope it works out because I I'm not. I think... I'm not anti-XFL by any means. Yeah, I'm not anti-XFL, but like
0: if it doesn't work out, I probably won't like miss it that much, but I still hope it works. Me too. As far as I'm concerned, it creates jobs. Yeah. Gives people bread to put on the table. Yeah. So, I'm happy with it. I hope it works out. I'll watch some Guardians games. I just hope it's... It just can't be as bad as... What was that other one that like Peter Thiel got behind? The oh, AFL? Yeah, the... And, I
1: forgot the abbreviation, but I think it was on like five weeks and that stuff. And it was just done. It was so
0: bad. <laughs> I remember watching the first week, and it was just—it yeah, it was, was abysmal.
1: But I, I think like people are definitely gonna are gonna be a little skeptical to start because they're probably expecting it to be like what you're talking about. So that that's kind of what I'm saying. If it's afforded the patience, then I think it'll I think it'll work out in the end. But
0: I think that's here's where I—it's like I agree with you, but what I think the reality of it is this league's gonna make or break the first two weeks yeah first probably, two weeks make it or break probably the it
1: probably will it's probably unfair to say it but it, it, it probably will i you'll think have, so. you'll have two weeks to prove yourself you know kind of like that's everything nowadays mm-hmm. you've you have a limited opportunity to really grasp the market because we just we can move on to so many other things
0: well it's because so much shit is accessible now right right like even you know even remote sports like my little brother, he's a huge soccer head, right? Yeah. And the availability that European soccer is to him now is unbelievable compared to just five, ten years ago. Right. He has access to everything.
1: Everything, so and I mean, like- it has like major TV deal because I think it play on like NBC Sports Network too. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's so it's so easy to watch every egg like, anything you want. So if the XFL can't can't bring you in like super quick, it's I over. Mean, it's pr- yeah, it's probably over. Which which sucks, but it's probably over. But well, let,
0: let's hope good things. I mean let's hope good, good things. It creates jobs. Good things. Creates jobs.
1: Gives Matt Mc Mc what? Matt McLoyne a job. McWhat? Matt McLoyne. Loin. Mick? McLoyne. McLoyne. Yeah. McLoyne. There you go. Just Matt like McLoyne. Let's call him Maddie Mick. Maddie Mick? That's, that may be, um inappropriate but it's fine Um, (laughs) I mean one thing's for sure is our whole friend group's going to root for the Guardians so we have to at least that'll be fun no you don't think there's going to be one asshole I mean John has told me numerous times that he thinks I'm going to be the asshole he thinks you're going to be the asshole And honestly I mean I understand I understand if Alex
0: Smith was playing for any of these teams I'd I'd be the asshole yeah I love Alex Smith but enough about the XFL let's talk about this past Super Bowl yep Let's the real, the, the real football. Story. The real football. See, Can't you see right,
1: see right there. The XFL not going to
0: work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you're you're right. <laughs> <coughs> but this Super Bowl, man, what did you think overall? Well, first of all, yep. The end of the bench prediction. You just missed it. Just missed it. We just missed. You being You just Aaron Boone. missed it. Yeah. You you predicted 31-27 and the final 30. score was 31-20, right? Yep. And you predicted it in the Chiefs' favor. Yep.
1: So you were Oh, I we had to pick it. I told Pat because we kind of wrote it together. I told Pat, "Look, we the prediction, Chiefs have to win by at least one and a half because that's what I bet." So I can't go out here predicting a loss for my bet. Well, you can't put that energy into the universe. Right. Right. So I don't care. Like if I if I bet the 49ers, we would have chose the 49ers to win. So that's a little behind the curtain for everyone. But the Chiefs deserve to win that game.
0: Was it that the Chiefs deserve to win or was it that the Niners deserve to lose? I
1: mean...
0: Taking nothing away from the Chiefs. I love Andy Reid. I was ecstatic when he finally got his Super Bowl. I think Patrick Mahomes is an exciting player. So I'm not trying to take anything away from the Chiefs. The fourth quarter Chiefs looked unbelievable like they've looked all year. But did the Chiefs win this or did the Niners lose this?
1: So, I think, as I wrote in our um, our reaction to the Super Bowl, I think the 49ers definitely went away from what they do best Running. in the second half. Yeah, so here's the stat. I, I looked up because I was watching the Super Bowl, and I was like, damn, Jimmy G is throwing the ball an awful lot. You know how many times he threw the ball? I don't know exactly. He Thin threw me. 31 times in the Super Bowl.
0: And now, here's my question, and I don't know oh, if we no, have there's... those stats on hand, but like, did he I... do that at all during the season? Oh, so here's the stat. Okay. So... <laughs>
1: So, the 49ers had the, the buy and the wild card. So, they played two. They played the divisional round and the uh, NFC Championship game. Combined in those two games, he threw 27 times.
0: No way. And
1: eight of them were in the NFC Championship game.
0: He only threw eight times in the NFC Well, yeah.
1: I mean, the Packers couldn't fucking stop a damn anything. Holy fuck. So, they just ran all up and down. But, like, that's insane. I mean... 31 times. And like it's only insane because he's net he wasn't doing that. Like if like Mahomes threw 31, I'm sure he threw 30 plus times, but that's I mean that's what we that. That's what he does. But yeah, you know, fucking Aaron Rodgers would throw 40 times, but we, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, same thing. Like you don't expect that from Jimmy G and like you were up 10 going into the fourth. What are you doing? Not only like, you up 10 going into the doing? fourth. You, would,
0: you got an interception. Yeah, at the beginning of the fourth,
1: and then you went three and out. The game, and it didn't matter.
0: We went three and out. You kept stopping the clock. Yeah,
1: they averaged six yards a carry, the and ers but they want to throw the ball thirty one times.
0: This is why it's like, <laughs> and I think I, I had a coach who like drilled this in me when I was young, where it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna get beat, get beat at what you do best. Right. That way you can go home knowing, you, you gave them the best that you had. Right. But, Kyle Shanahan. This is the same guy who blew the 28-3 to lead in New England. Think he would have learned. Doing the same thing. Exactly. You think he would have learned. You suddenly change the game plan? Why yeah. are you flipping the board? What I'm... you're doing is working. You're in the fucking Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think a little part of it has to do with how explosive the Chiefs offense is. So it's like, you know, what if we go run heavy but he they but they eventually stop us and then they could i mean they scored 21 points in the fourth quarter obviously they could do this whenever they want you know they they hit the big play to Tyreek Hill and it was over yeah once, it's, once I mean, the... it was over Tyreek Hill had a moment before that where he was deflated on the sideline and Pat Mahomes went up to him I heard this on the radio um he went up to him and was like dude I need you to make a play and the next play was that was that bomb down down the field, and I mean that's like that's, that's so epic. That's I mean that's a story. Like that's like that's that's Pat Mahomes. Like that's the legend of Pat Mahomes, and he can throw the ball thirty one times in the biggest game Jimmy G did. But Pat Mahomes could have, have the worst wonder.
0: game. Pat Mahomes could have the worst game of his season during the Super Bowl and still win the Super Bowl. And he Bowl. did. He almost that was did. the worst he game. Played of terrible. I think that was the worst game of his season, if not his bottom three. Yeah, he I looked mean, ter- he looked terrible for three quarters. And but he turned it on. That's what the great ones do, right? Yep. I mean Yep. That's how you know. That's how you know. Well, now here's the thing. What's the we, we know what Kyle Shan- the legend of Kyle Shanahan and the legend of Jimmy G are saying right now. Yeah. But what about the legend of Pat Mahomes right now?
1: Dude, I don't I it's scary how it could go. Cause it's I mean, it's almost
0: weird. It's almost like you remember in Space Jam when the Monstars took all the power, all the talent yeah. from the NBA players? I feel like Pat Mahomes did that to Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> He just took Brady and Rodgers, who were like the top two quarterbacks, and they just yeah. had shitty seasons compared to the rest of their careers. They had yeah. good seasons for most quarterbacks. But Rodgers and Brady both had down years, and Patrick Mahomes comes in, third-season quarterback, and demolishes the league.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was he was incredible. incredible. MVP, right? He was MVP last Ma- year. MVP
0: last year. Lamar Jackson Lamar was MVP Jackson,
1: this year. Lamar unanimous MVP this year. I mean, Mahomes, Rightfully is, so. Mahomes is incredible. I mean, he's, he's worth whatever they want to pay him. I mean... He already he's, brought them the, the crazy, Super Bowl. Here's the crazy part: like he's 24. I know, he's so, like, a baby. Like the like long-term contracts like this are like pr- are extremely rare in the NFL. But like, if you're the Chiefs, like I don't know, you feel good about like eight years fully guaranteed, whatever the hell you want.
0: Give Pat Mahomes whatever he wants. If you're a Chiefs fan, that's how that's how you have to be feeling about this. You have the right? best. You have the best quarterback in the NFL. He's already Super Bowl champ. He's already an MVP. He's already what, was he rookie of the year.
1: I don't know. We don't know. No, well, his rookie year he didn't play because he was behind Alex Smith. So no. Gotcha. But
0: <laughs> he won MVP. He's won a Super Bowl. Super Bowl MVP, which I'm not sure he deserved, but he got it anyway. No, um, I
1: mean he's the quarterback. He's the quarterback, and they can't. They had a comeback. I mean, you know,
0: he had the big play. I know. It's, it's Hollywood. That but, part's all
1: Hollywood. He got even Mahomes at that point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. It's good. It's good press money. Um, But I thought it was a a fun Super Bowl to watch. You got a little bit of everything. You got explosive offenses. You got good defenses. Um, Definitely better than last year's Super Bowl. Not even close. Uh, Did you enjoy the halftime show?
1: I mean, like, I enjoyed the dancing in the halftime show. I thought, like, the concert itself was kind of... It felt very rushed.
0: Well, I mean, they do have to set up and tear down in five minutes.
1: Right, but I feel like in the past, like the artists have been able to sing, like, more of their songs instead of, like, That's continuing good, to, like, mesh into, like, other ones. I Like, I felt like Shakira and J-Lo were, like, all over the place musically with what they were doing.
0: Yeah, because and... with those artists, though, it's like you brought up when you said you liked the dancing. Those artists have been almost... have been so much more about their, like, stage performance yeah, than the no, actual songs. Sure. Like, J-Lo's not a good singer. For sure. She sounds great on record, of course. Well, fix, everyone does. I fix mean... it in post. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... She's really not a great singer, so it's it's so much more about the dancing and the the stage performance. Um, it's funny. I saw a funny meme that showed like a picture from Adam Levine from the S- Super Bowl last year. Too. I mean, that was terrible, but yeah, go <laughs> yeah. well, go. It was go like moms in 2019, <laughs> and it's like the hard eye emoji, and it's like moms in 2020 when it shows J Lo Shakira. This really isn't family appropriate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was, like, the thing, I was like, damn, like, I'm happy I'm not watching it with like, mom and dad right now. I, That's, I did like, we the were same watch, thing! We were watching it with Vogel's parents, but, like, you know, I mean... I, it's not your parents, it's, it's different. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> like, That's what I'm
0: saying, I was, I had the same thoughts, Scott, because I'm watching it, and, like, it's not my favorite music, and it's not, I don't watch J-Lo live performances on YouTube, so it's like, right. this is not what I go out and seek in my free time, or maybe I'm just saying that, <laughs> but... I remember watching it. I'm like, oh, this is cool. J-Lo looks fucking great. Shakira looks great. These are yeah. great dances. I remember thinking to myself, like, wow. Seeing J-Lo swing on this pole, I'm like, whew. I think <laughs> the only reason I can enjoy this is because I'm not in front of my parents. Right.
1: Like, <laughs> right. The, the one thing I was disappointed, not disappointed, but I was a little surprised. I thought that they would have something with a tribute to Kobe. I know it's the NFL but he touched like a lot of people and i thought like maybe like they would have been like said something about him like one of the performers um you know, obviously no, not not a very big deal that they didn't it doesn't I know take away mean, though. anything but it was just like the kind of vibe like around everything
0: well let's talk it. about that so i really want to get into this and i've got nothing but respect for Kobe Bryant As his his loss was honestly it's you know, people get people get on people for being devastated when like an athlete dies. He's or more than like an that. athlete, but that's kind of the point, right? Is like, won an Oscar? Kobe's more okay. For for respect. The Oscar is the least impressive thing he's probably ever done. Is it? Take that Oscar and rub your balls with it, all right? Oh, this motherfucker I mean, is an NBA champion. I would possibly <laughs>
1: disagree, but okay, we can God go. God
0: damn. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> we we can move past that. Um, this is a guy. Who not only changed the culture of his sport, but I feel like he's the guy, he he probably changed the culture of every individual that followed him. Like, if you were someone who, because I feel like with basketball, Mm -hmm. it's much easier to get behind an individual compared to other sports. For sure. You know, basketball, because there's only five people on the court at a time per team, it's much easier to set your focus on one individual and kind of fall in love with that individual. Um, Yes,
1: and they're extremely visible. You know they have no helmets, no hats. Exactly. You know, they'll have a headband sometimes, but like for the most part. And also you the know. M-
0: the NBA lets their players dance, which I yes. like. Um, Kobe was somebody who motivated you. Kobe was somebody who you know the Mamba mentality, yeah. where it was like, hey, you have to go out and get it. If your enemy is training for five hours, you need to train for eight. Yeah. You know if the if the best guy in the league shows up to the to practice on the court at seven a.m., you have to be there at six. Right, You know, it's like that kind of mentality and not just for children, right? But even for adults, an athlete can really mean something to somebody. So what is it, do you think, about Kobe Bryant that resonated with everyone across sports, across culture, from living room to living room? Like, why was Kobe's loss so devastating? What was it about him, apart from what I've said, that gave him such an impact on the people who followed him
1: so first i mean obviously it's because it was a tragedy you know the helicopter crash and he was with his daughter Mm -hmm. i heard i saw something i don't know how true it is but like she was in his arms like the whole time while they passed um i don't know how true that is but i i I, but regardless um i mean he you said he changed the culture of basketball and like basketball players i would argue he changed the culture period like he he is an iconic superstar he played in la his whole career all 20 years went there when he was 18 19 years old i mean in a in a state in a city full of stars he sh- he shined the brightest for 20 years i mean you saw him tear his achilles and then he got up and he walked to the free throw line, shot two free throws, and walked off. And then he came back. You think of other sports, like when you tear your Achilles, like it, it's it, it's over. Yeah, it's game over. It's over. Like he's he's getting carted off. He's never playing again. You know, his life is over. He came back. Not only I mean, not only did he get up, shot the free throws, walked off. He came back for two more years, and played. I mean, he had like a a superhero kind of vibe to him, where like nothing like he was unbreakable he played through anything like it was like when he when he passed it's like no he's not supposed to die like he's like superman like superman nothing happens to superman well i don't know i don't watch the i don't watch like superhero movies but no you're you're, perfect you know like perfect he like those those people like nothing happens to them like they're always good yeah right like yogi Berra lives to 100 right you know what i'm saying kobe's kobe's not done like you you slighted his oscar but like (laughs) <laughs> so soon after he retired yeah. he got the, like he was having like his He whole was still second, crushing. He was still he was crushing killing his second phase of life right away. <laughs> like, and I mean there's like the store like his work ethic is legendary, the Maba mentality is more than basketball, it's it's about life. And I mean it's no coincidence really that like as soon as he died, like we really started going on End of the Bench again. Um you know, I mean Kobe meant a lot to a lot of different people, you know, whether you watched basketball or not, like you knew Kobe Bryant, that's the real test of a legend. Like if you go to your mom who doesn't watch a sport to save her life and you go like, Hey mom, like, you know, Kobe. And she's like, Oh yeah, Kobe. I know Kobe. Like LeBron has that feature. You they know? transcend, they transcend the that. realm that they play in. Exactly. And I mean, Kobe was an assassin. You know, no one worked harder than him. He would, you know, rip your heart out and step on it if it meant beating you. I mean, there was a story uh, when Patrick Ewing, I believe, was with the Orlando Magic. as a, He was on the staff. And Kobe was in Disney with his family, and he called up Pat, and he was like, you know, I want to come in and, like, work out. Like, can you make the gym available to me? And he's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, do you mind if, like, other players are there with you, you know, yada yada. And he's like, well, I don't think we'll have to worry about that. No one will be there when I'm in. And he was like, "Why? What time are you coming?" He was like, "I'll be there at 4 a.m." And Patrick was like, <laughs> "Bro, you're on vacation." He's like, "No, nah, I'm never off." Yeah. And like that's Mamba mentality. That's Kobe. And it's like, I don't know. I can go on and on but Kobe's the reason, one of the reasons why I fell in love with basketball. I mean, I'm a Celtic fan. I'm not a Laker fan, but it doesn't matter. Like, it's it's Kobe. Like Kobe, Derek Jeter, LeBron. Tom Brady, you may say you hate him but you don't. But they, they transcend don't. the realm yeah. that they're in. No. I mean he's one of a kind. We'll never see another Kobe Bryant. Well,
0: Ever. I'll say this. I have a, I have a good Kobe Bryant story, thankfully to uh Joe. <laughs> yeah. Um when Joe was a kid, and this is uh Joe Santangelo who was recently on for anyone listening, um when he was a kid, he was maybe like six, seven years old, and he was in Disney World. Mm-hmm. He was wearing his Kobe jersey. And he's on ride he's online for some ride, right? And he's like Almost at the end of the line, like as meaning he's almost ready to get yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. But then he hears a hey kid, nice jersey, and he turns around, and it's Kobe Bryant. Oh shit, my pants! Joe runs off the line. <laughs> Fuck this ride! Runs right at the Kobe. Kobe daps him up, gives him a high five, and like Kobe didn't need to do that. No, Kobe, Kobe at that time was probably the most important person in Disney World. Yeah. You know, we're talking, this is mid-90s, late-90s, Kobe. Um, and he took the time to make a kid's day.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, Kobe also didn't have to be his daughter's basketball team coach. Yep. Like, like that's not, like, I know that may seem like nothing, but that's not very common for... Definitely not. For, like, athletes to do that. Like, not like, at he, all. He cared that much. Like, he, he grew and was growing... Women's basketball on top of everything he did in the NBA, which I think is a big part of his legacy that people may not really realize until like a few years later down the line. But I mean, I, we can go on and on about Kobe. But um, I mean, the the Lakers played their first game on Friday since Kobe's death, and they had this elaborate ceremony, you know, honoring him. It was it was honestly it wasn't a funeral, but it was basically a funeral. I mean, LeBron spoke for, I think, you know, four minutes. He he was given, like, a speech that, like, the PR people wanted him to read. And people who follow basketball know this story by now probably, but he he was, like, he was reading it and he was like, you know, like, LA, you deserve better than this shit. I'm just going to speak from the heart. And he threw the paper on the ground. And it's like, that's what Kobe does. Like, you can't put what he does into words on a paper. But, like, it's in every single basketball player for sure and every single person who watched him growing up like kobe taught you so much about life
0: that you probably don't even realize 50 years from now when you and i are hopefully old men and not you know six feet under <laughs> 50 years from now yeah what's kobe bryant's legacy
1: i think the mamba mentality will live on and i think I think like he will still be a basketball legend regardless. You'll probably forget about like the stuff he did off the court fifty years from now to be to be completely fair. Um but like the legendary stories of his work ethic and what he meant to the game of basketball. Um, I mean that that'll never go away. Because he is this generation's Michael Jordan. It's not LeBron. But it's it's Kobe.
0: No, that's who we grew up with. Yeah. That's that that that's who we grew up. They were in some ways they're kind of like a the three work like a trio. Yeah, you know, MJ do. was one era. Then Kobe seceded him, and then LeBron seceded Kobe. Yeah. Um, was there ever a time all three of them were in the league at once?
1: Um, Michael, no, no.
0: MJ was out when baby LeBron was in.
1: Yeah, Michael and Kobe played together. Um, yeah, Kobe and LeBron. Uh-huh. But no, when when Michael came back to the Wizards, um. I do not. It was just before. Yeah, I don't think LeBron was in the league. They just missed. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been something. I mean, I we still (coughs) missed the fact, like we still wish that we could have had a LeBron James, Kobe Bryant NBA Finals. That would have been.
0: That would have been next level. It would have been
1: the goal, but unfortunately, it never happened. It Wasn't in the cards. but... But like, is there any doubt the Lakers win the NBA Finals now? Right. Like I said that to my friend who's a Laker fan. I'm like. They're gonna, they're they're gonna win. And everyone's like, gonna, gonna really bad, them. but like they're gonna and everyone's gonna off. root for them. Yeah, they're gonna have the. Well, I mean, they have the entire city behind them, regardless. But like, they're gonna have the world behind them. Mm-hmm. And you have LeBron James and Anthony and you... James. So I mean,
0: <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not a. Ba- I'm really not a basketball fan. I'm not. But to say that Kobe Bryant wasn't a part of my childhood right. would be a straight up lie. Right. You know, even not being a basketball fan, he was everywhere. He, he was on Nickelodeon. Yep. He, he he was doing interviews on ESPN everywhere. Like you everyone knew Kobe. Kids had Kobe Bryant's jersey. Fuck man. The yeah. amount of times I was in high school and yelled out Kobe while I threw a fucking paper ball in the trash can. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he was there. <laughs> I didn't give a shit about basketball, but he was there. Everyone, he was in my mind, you know. Everyone knows Kobe. Everyone knows Kobe and it was it was really heartbreaking when he died, but yeah. honestly, he's maybe one way to look at it and maybe it's not fair to look at it this way but it's like maybe he just did what he had to do in terms of leaving his legacy behind you know we got 40 years of kobe 40 yeah. years of kobe is like 900 years of the average bear
1: yeah i mean you're definitely right it's not fair to say but like none of none of nothing in this situation is it's fair and nothing mean, about this is fair 13 year olds lost their wives parents lost their wives like you know nothing about this is makes sense so i, I mean <laughs> You know, yeah, like for forty years, he left behind a hell of a legacy. There's no doubt in my mind he could have left a whole lot more if he was given another forty years, all without basketball.
0: It's true. We'll miss Kobe, but he leaves behind a hell of a legacy. Thank you, Kobe. Rest in peace. But let's 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 move off of Kobe for now. Yeah, let's um, do, so, could we do something happy. I mean, like Let's goodness. do something happy. We, we talked Talk about, fall about down. the Mets
1: bullshit. The Kobe's <laughs> dead. Like, come on. <laughs> like something. Well, what do you
0: got, Scott? What do you got? Give me, uh, what's the what's the brightest thing in sports right now? What do you yeah. got for us?
1: I mean, the Mookie Betts trade is a pretty big news. But that's kind of bad, too.
0: Yeah, I hate that.
1: That's bad for baseball.
0: Are the are there fucking, who, I forgot who said this in the chat, but are the Dodgers going to bail the Sox out of every bad fucking contract they make?
1: John said that, but like. I mean, probably. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, there'll always mad. be a team like David Price. Yeah, w- way overpaid. Still give you almost 200 innings a year. You know, I mean, he's he not innings. Either. He's gonna be, you know, third, fourth starter in LA.
0: Like, it may he may he may be just fine.
1: <laughs> you know, who knows? Who well, knows? When
0: you're a number four starter, all people really want is an ERA four or below, right? You know, I mean, you don't he can do crazy that. from your four starter. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just hate. I the Dodgers are already a strong enough roster. You know, they oh, didn't, the they didn't are, need this. Dodgers are loaded. They didn't fucking need this. They're loaded. And
1: I mean, it's we we wrote about it on Pat wrote about it on the site. It was I put it up well, last night around like eleven o'clock. Um, and we tackled it mainly from the Dodgers' perspective. And what from the Dodgers' perspective, it's great because yeah, you if you're get, a Dodgers fan, you're on cloud you nine. You got the 2018 AL MVP. You know, he's a top five baseball player, best right fielder in baseball. Um, uh, Cody Bellinger plays right fielder. Eh, I mean, whatever. It's a conversation. Top five players in baseball. Um, You're a Dodger fan. You woke up or, I mean, you were probably up at that time because it was early. And you were ecstatic. You're a Red Sox fan. You better have been pissed. And if I was a Red Sox fan, I'd be pissed today too. I was going to say, how do the Red Sox feel about this? this is what you get. So you get Steve Verdugo, fine. Nice, good player. He's going to be good. You got four years of control for him. That's great. You got a nice arm from the Twins, whatever. You have a homegrown MVP superstar on your team. And you're not some shitty small market Arizona Diamondback. You're the Boston Red Sox. You can pay him to stay, but you don't want to. Give him that big poppy money. But you don't want, the owners don't want to pay him. And look, you know, like, if he really wanted $420 million, like, all right, you know, that that's a lot of money. That's fine. You can always negotiate. But to just punt on the season because you don't want to pay your best player like what is that? That's a small market team. Nonsense. You're, Boston. Hey, you're the Boston fucking you're Red Sox. Boston, a hundred year old franchise. That's why this fucking... is bad for baseball. It's great for the Dodgers, but it's bad for baseball that this was set. And this is exact. I mean, if you follow charging the mound, if you don't follow charging the mound, you should follow charging the mound. Chris Burkowski has the same exact opinion as I do on this. He went live today and and told everyone about it. But it's just sad. It's a sad day. I mean, look, I'm a Yankee fan. I don't want to face Mookie Betts ever. So that's fantastic. Yeah, you must be fucking happy. But, you know, look, Steve Verdugo's a lefty. So now in my head, I'm like, ah, oh, crazy. I come to Yankee Stadium, hit 13 bombs a year. It's going to be fantastic. But, no, I mean, all joking aside, like, this is not good that the Red Sox felt they had to trade Mookie Betts. It's
0: just not. Let me argue this. I'm going to try and argue it, because I agree with you, but I'm going to try and apply the Socratic method here. What if the Red Sox have a great fucking season without him? What if they do? how?
1: How? Well, let me... They have no pit. They have Chris Sale, Eduardo Rodriguez, and Nathan Avaldi. None of them have stayed
0: healthy that well, so uh, what are they going to do? Let me shoot a different approach. What if they're rebuilding? What What if that's their... That's easy. Look, that's their angle. That's fine, but you didn't
1: get a lot back for Mookie Betts. You got a player. You got two players with four years of control. One is a bullpen arm who throws 100 miles an hour, and one is Verdugo. So you got two players for a top five player in baseball. How are you? How is that helping your rebuild? And you're giving a butt ton of fucking cash to the Dodgers for David Price. You know, something, so what are you
0: doing? You know, something, Scott. It's like I. They could have waited to the trade deadline. They could, or they could have just signed him. They could have signed him. I suppose they also could, but it's clear they didn't want to, right? So I'm trying to see, like, what is the rationale here? They didn't want to sign him, so they needed to trade him. Are they trading him to rebuild? Or are they still trying to win today? They probably, the move doesn't really like, make it clear. They probably wanted
1: to get under the luxury tax. I'm 95% sure that's an ultimate reason. But, like, I don't know. You, I mean, look, I'm sure they're going to play hard. They're Boston. You know, even when they suck, they still play hard. You know, they still have talent. I mean, they have Bogarts. They have Devers. They still have JD. Um, you know, they're still... Their their offense is gonna take a hit, obviously, without bets, but like they can still be a good team, but a lot of things have to go right, especially with the pitching. That like I don't know. I don't I mean for as a Yankee fan, I'm thrilled, but as a baseball fan, I'm like it's just sad that you had that the Boston Red Sox
0: had to do this. Or felt that they had to do this. I should say. So is it is this just a fault of the Boston Red Sox? Or is there something wrong with the financial structure of baseball?
1: It's probably a little bit of both. I mean, the Red Sox have the money, so it can't be the financial part of the Red Sox. They probably just don't want to no, pay they got the, the absurd like, luxury tax repeating. Because I'm, I'm sure, and I didn't really investigate this this that, this that much, I'm sure they're in the repeater phase, so they have to pay a butt-ton of luxury tax. They probably just didn't want to do it because... I mean, who does? You know. couldn't tell you. Couldn't I mean, you. and look, they had they had their own cheating scandal. Maybe they Just think this is a their good hands. time to to reboot things. But I mean, I still think you could. It's
0: worth noting, Mookie Betts is on a contract here, though, right? Like yeah, this is it. So this the is Dodgers it. did only get him for one year. They may end up paying him and have him forever, right? But at the end of the yeah. day, this is a. This is a contract year for Mookie Betts. Yeah, so it's yeah. like even if the Sox knew they weren't going to sign him, if they knew they weren't going to re-sign him, they had to get rid of him anyway, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: But I mean, you never know. Like, what they if they pulled the move? Offer... And they, they,
0: what if they sign him after this season? What if I they would, pull that move? I
1: would legitimately be shocked. <laughs> I would. I would be shocked. I mean. They wanted to give him 10 years, 300 million, was can't the ima- report, I, I think. Can't,
0: I just want to pause. I can't imagine waking up in the morning and finding out Alonzo was traded. Right. And I I'm g- trying to put this through a Mets fan's eyes, and that's the best I can come up with. Waking up in the morning. Or DeGrom would probably be a better way. De- yeah, waking DeGrom. up in the morning and seeing that DeGrom was just for traded somewhere. For a player. Yeah. A player. Like one for one. Yeah, It's like we sent DeGrom and Mets for two players to come right. back. Neither one holds the caliber that Degrom has, because from the sounds right, of it, right. it doesn't sound like anything the Red Sox got back and even hold a candle to what Mookie Betts. Was no, going to I mean pull off.
1: Verdugo, um,
0: and maybe Verdugo grows into that kind of player, I, right? But, I think
1: Verdugo is the like a number two overall draft pick, so he is highly regarded. He's he's gonna be a great player for them, but like you had a homegrown superstar, fan favorite. Five, this is what you dream of when you draft someone that they turn into Mookie Betts, <laughs> and you're like, "Nah, we're all set." Like, what is that? You're Boston. Like, this is something I expect from like, like Arizona, said, Arizona, yeah, San yeah. Diego. I mean, no offense, to the Mets. Like, but like, yeah, you know, <laughs> that is a Mets move.
0: That <laughs> is know, a fucking like, Mets move.
1: No offense, M- Mets, but like, you know, that's that's
0: where we're at. That's where we're at. You know, I asked you to bring up like a happy thing in base like a happy thing in sports. I'm not good on Im- the spot. We dude, immediately right? just went into like oh Mookie <laughs> Betts, it's bad for baseball. Do we have any shining sports news? Is uh, it anything all sport? I guess the XFL is kind of a, the XFL. That's kind of fun. Everyone can be happy about that. Um I mean we could be happy that just baseball's coming back. Baseball's coming back. I'm really excited for baseball to come back. I do think the Mets can make the playoffs. I'm not sure they can win that division, but it's gonna I think- be a battle. Yeah, no, it's not going to be easy. No. It's not it going to be easy. Be like They're the going to have a good day. season. I'll say this. I, I'm i very confident they'll finish 500 and above. It's Whether still, or not they make the playoffs is a whole other battle.
1: It still all comes back just like last year. Can Diaz figure it out?
0: Can Diaz figure it out? And my thing is, if he doesn't have it figured out by like June, he loses the job. To he who? Should, um... <laughs> And, right and I've, I've, that's what i'm saying like, you know hey, they, any of the new arms they got seth lugo pitched great last year on that yeah. spot um there are guys who here's my thing i think people overcomplicate what a closer is
1: okay well I think people
0: overcomplicate. is it a tough job yes is the pressure on yes but at the end of the day it's a pitcher who needs to get three fucking outs yep. at the end of the day that's really all it is it's an inning where you need three outs the ninth inning and the eighth inning are very similar so to me, a guy like Seth Lugo could easily pull off a closer position. Could he be one of the best in the league? No. But is he going to blow well, nine, ten games a year? No.
1: Yeah, I think just I think still like people are like, "Who's no Mariano Rivera?" Like regardless of I any, never regardless of to, any fan. Right, I'm not saying yeah. you, but I think in general fans are like. Well, this guy was so freaking good. Why can't everyone else
0: be, be
2: like, like that?
1: Good. Yeah, no. I mean, it's just, it's not. It's not normal. Right. It like, doesn't matter, like, I'm a Yankee fan. That's why, like, I automatically go there in my brain. Well, he's, but like, I think other people they, subconsciously. They, that's they think that's of why it like think, that.
0: Yeah. They want the guy who's just going to be super lights on the night. And there are some guys like that, right? Diaz was like that before he became a Matt. Well, but, yeah. And, you know, that's so, a whole other thing. So the, story. <laughs> so the story goes. But at the end of the day. Just put a solid bullpen arm in there. If he blows four or five saves a year, I'm not gonna fucking cry about it. Yep. But I'm pretty sure Diaz blew at least eight or nine, at least, and that's not counting the amount of tie games he came in and blew. Yeah. So to me, it's like if this guy is just not pulling it off by June, put anyone fucking else in there. Like it, yeah. it's it's a good bullpen was the difference between the Mets being in the playoffs and not. Yeah, And to Brody's credit, he went out and he rebuilt the bullpen. The he tried. Season. He did his best. You gotta say me. he tried. No, he, I'm happy. <laughs> Outside of this Diaz-Cano deal, Brody's killing it. The problem yeah. is that Cano-Diaz deal was his big deal. And it completely flopped. But everything around that big flop is working out pretty well. So I have confidence that the bullpen is at least going to be better than last year. But I hope... That Luis Rojas is not mm-hmm. married to the idea of Edwin Diaz's closer. Right. I- I'm begging for him not to be married to that idea.
1: But is it going to be all his decision? No. Exactly. That's the problem. Not, right. That's, Sometimes that's I trust that now. guy.
0: But Brody's going to want that because Brody's... Look, I don't, right. I don't I, know the guy. I don't know him, obviously. But he seems stubborn. Brody? May, yeah. Well, he's an agent. He's Exactly. You know. So he's inherently stubborn. So in the back of his head, you know he wants to force this Diaz move to work. Yeah. Because if if some part of this Diaz-Cano deal can work, he looks really good.
1: Yeah. I would say, like, the worst thing that he's done is that deal and his compulsive desire to always fucking speak.
0: Yeah, he needs like... to He, he needs to be in the <laughs> I, shadows a little I more. I hate his voice. You know, I always say, Yankee fans, most of them do. I'll say most know. But there's a pocket of Yankee fans that really don't know how good they have it with Brian Cashman.
1: He's the best.
0: That guy He's is going to go down as one of, if not the best GM in sports. Yep. Consistent, goes out and makes the deals happen, brings the best talent in the league to New York. Yep. It, and he. They're never a PR nightmare. Well, because he never are, lies. He never lies. And even in the steroid scandal window where there were certainly plenty of Yankees who got caught up in that, whether we're looking at Giambi or Pettit. But the PR was perfect. Guys like Giambi and Pettit came forward and were like, yeah, we did it. We're sorry. Yeah. You know? Because what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? Or in Pettit's case, he's like, I did it to come back from an injury. I wasn't trying to cheat my fellow player. You know, whether or not that's true, I don't know. I like Andy Pettit. I think we share a birthday, so I'm not coming at him. (laughs) Um, But, you know, that's a big thing, too. Yeah. Is that you, your GM shouldn't be making things worse for you? It's like, you no. know, Billy Bean can kind of have a habit of that too. He can make things worse than they actually are because he's a big personality. Right. Brody's like that too. He's a big personality. But Brian Cashman is just one sector of the Yankees I've just always been jealous of. It's yeah. like, I'm not even, I was never even like jealous of Jeter as a shortstop, even though I respect that he's like one of the best to ever play the game. But to me, it's like, hey, we do redo this universe a thousand times. He's a Yankee 999 times. Yep. I'm sitting here like, why didn't we get Cashman? <laughs> I feel like that was attainable. You know, because like yeah. we got Joe Torre. Joe Torre was a Mets manager before he was a Yankees manager. True. You know, Yankees and Mets can overlap more than most people would think. Like Yogi Berra too. Yep. Um, but, ugh, Cashman. Cashman is home ground, dude. I wanted him homegrown
1: i know but we can take them no 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 <laughs> i mean come on now <laughs> come on um we're coming yeah. up on an
0: hour so i don't know if you had anything you in specific wanted to talk about there's no but that was an hour yeah no we're done i'm kind of i'm not pissed i'm just shocked <laughs> <This is> like, <laughs> can keep going that's an hour we have like five minutes left um, all right all right do you have anything we didn't touch on i feel like everything i brought up in the beginning we touched on did we miss anything? We got- yeah,
1: I'm trying to think of what you told me we were going to talk about yesterday, but I feel like we we hit everything.
0: We got the Mets. Yeah, got you. We got baseball. Kobe. We got Kobe. We got the Super Bowl. We got the XFL. Yeah, that was it. I'm gonna double check that text I sent you just just to make sure. Because yep. remember, you were like, "What are we going to talk about?" And I was like, "Well, oh well,
1: yeah, I mean, because there's so there was so much," we- and I was like, "My brain is like all over." Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. From yeah. writing everything and you know work, so it's like I need to zone in on something.
0: Yeah, Mets manager debacle, Beltran and Rojas, Kobe, Super Bowl, incoming baseball season. All right, so, so we covered all a, that and more. It's
1: a good freaking pod right there. Yeah, it
0: is a good freaking pod. So, I mean, we got five minutes. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, I want to hand the mic over to you. Okay. What do you got? What's coming up? What can we expect? What just what's going on, <laughs> Scotty? The mic is yours. Leave it to the people. Yep. Tell them why you love sports. Give them your last say. This is it.
1: So, I mean, a lot's been going on. If you guys follow the blog, thank you. You've seen all the work we've been doing. We've put up about 15 posts in three weeks, which is pretty, I mean, pretty remarkable for just being me and Pat for the most part. Um, you know, we're, we're starting to really gain steam. Um, the NBA trade deadline is Thursday at 3, uh, so there's probably going to be a lot of NBA stuff unless nothing happens, which that'll be a bummer. Um of course, as baseball continues to approach, we're going to do all the breakdowns that we did last year, team by team, division by division, who's going to win, who's going to make the wild card, anything baseball, we're going to have it. Um, the Instagram is going to continue to advertise everything we're doing. Um, that's You can follow that on Instagram at the underscore end of the bench. Um, and then we're going to really start to grow our Twitter um you know we're on it now it's at the eotb for end of the bench um give that a follow we're gonna really start to break down games as they're happening uh we're gonna live tweet nba games once march madness goes we're gonna start live tweeting a lot of that i mean i'm a big college basketball fan but most people um kind of join the party in march rightfully so it's a great time um and then once baseball starts we're gonna be all over that too i know pat's really excited for that that's his that's his time to shine for sure, um, and we're we're just gonna be all, we're gonna be all over everything. There's not really gonna be something we we shy away from, um, you know. And a little sneak peek. Um, I hope in 2020 when I am done with school that we're not just gonna hear me and Pat on the Landy Lodge. We're gonna hear us on the end of the bench show. Yes, but we'll wait and see. It's tbd but it's definitely in the works um something me and pat both want to do hope pat listens didn't tell him about this <laughs> so um you know it may just be the scott show who the hell knows um but no it won't be just a scott show because i'm incredibly boring just by myself there will be someone with me regardless um but yeah that's that's really our plan we want to grow twitter please give us a follow on all social media and check out the blog um we're growing pretty fast we just had our best month in january um and i mean we're on we're already on pace to to break it um you know our our followers are the best i just can't thank them enough for everything
0: that they've been doing fuck yes ladies and gentlemen the trilogy is complete scott castellano has been on three motherfucking times and i think this was the best part of them all uh, well, we're, re- we're experts by now. It's about, about a fucking time. Third time's, <laughs> a third time's a fucking charm. <laughs> but, dude, exciting fucking things. I've been thrilled watching you guys grow. This is a great. Po- it was not possible
1: without you. I tell you all the time. You built the site. You showed me how you eventually gave turned some video it over tutorials to me. In. Gave a video tutorial. You forgot a very key part <laughs> of how to link <laughs> the stuff to on the homepage to where it's supposed to go my bad um but so not miraculously I can't be perfect I can't miraculously be perfect. i figured that out by myself don't know how <laughs> um but yeah i mean you've been instrumental um and that it's is my pleasure man. that is why the end of the bench is a proud sage of the landy lodge
0: sages and if you ever come to a point where you need some sages you know who to call yes. all right motherfuckers that was episode 58 Thank you very much for tuning in. We will see you next time. www.theendofthebench.com for all your sports takes, but from fans, not from snobby ass reporters. Scott Castellano, thank you for coming on, my man.
2: Thank you, buddy. And forever and ever and ever, whatever it is beyond that, what you might call God in the Western tradition or Brahman in Hindu philosophy or Tao in Chinese. Every one of us is really that, but we are pretending we are. And we are pretending with tremendous skill and deception. Who are you?